0: What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to a podcast by New York sports. Sam and Matt back at it again. It's the flu game edition for me. Uh, have been in bed for the last four days, whether it be watching, being sick from watching New York football or just being uh, naturally sick from just everyday life. I was uh, under the weather, to say the least. Uh, Matt's going to have to do a lot of the legwork today, but uh, I'm a dedicated, dedicated podcast co-host, and it was uh, my duty to come on and uh, show face per se here. And uh, I guess, uh, Matt, I'll, I'll let you start with uh, with taking over the 70%. How you doing today?
1: <laughs> I'm doing all right. Uh, yeah, we, we definitely do appreciate uh, you being here. And you kind of had to make an appearance when you're falling behind in the picks the way that you are. Uh, but anytime you want to couple a flu with watching that Jet game, watching that Giant game, um, yeah, I mean, it's not a recipe for success
0: yeah no, and and I think if there's something that we can definitely see from watching those games, I don't know if anyone in New York knows what a recipe for success is, at least consistency. Uh, I mean, the Jets, I think about it like this, right? don't even you know don't even think about any names. Don't even think about any sort of storylines, no record or anything. They had the two offensive players of the week go, and they they put up combined six points, the Jets and the Giants. On uh, yeah. The following week that it, it's just embarrassing, but it's a microcosm of what these two teams are. Uh, the jets officially eliminated. I, I don't think the giants are mathematically eliminated yet, but they've been morally eliminated for a while now.
1: Yeah. So I, I wanted to be in the building for the jets, uh, you know, playoff elimination. So, you know, as we know, I was, in of Florida. course, I made the trip down to Miami, but you know, what I forgot was, When you're a fan of these miserable teams, whether it's the Mets, whether it's the Jets, you kind of got to get there on time. So I'm running a little late. You know, I'm hanging out in West Palm Beach, uh, brag. And then I make the hour trip down to Miami. I know I'm going to be late. I don't mind. I'm kind of just, I want to check out the stadium. And I'm thinking with all these key injuries, Javon Holland, Tyreek Hill, I'm like, you know, the judge should definitely stay in this game. They've kind of showed us that they could hang with a team like this, especially with those injuries. So I don't mind being late. That's fine. Um, I look at my phone when I'm about ten minutes away. The game's already over, so I, I turn around, head back. I didn't bother going in. Uh, it would have been too much misery to handle it once. But uh, yeah, something to remember. If if you're a fan of the teams that I am, you
0: you can't
1: you can't afford to show
0: up late. Yeah, uh, yeah. Especially when you have a quarterback. Not even a not even just a quarterback. We can talk about Zach Wilson at a later date or even a later time. But an offensive line that let's be honest this game, the first drive of this jet game, the offensive line just showed that they just didn't want to show up that day. They, they were not, they were still on the plane. They were late as well. Maybe.
1: Yeah. And so I remember you, you sent a text almost immediately when Zach Wilson got, went down, just saying, I mean, how in the world would you, were you ever going to put Aaron Rodgers behind this offensive line? That was never going to happen. Um, so about the time I turned around was when Zach Wilson was concussed and the dolphins had punched in their second score. Um. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if this marks really the end for Zach Wilson. I guess we'll see him again one time this year. Um, this game is a nothing burger. There's nothing to talk about. I mean, you know, sure, no, no Tyree Hill, Jalen Waddle took his place. The Jets were, you know, this was maybe the most embarrassing uh performance we'd seen from the Jets. And if you if you listen to Miami Dolphins radio and they deserve to do it, I mean, they were coming down on the Jets. I mean, the amount of times they used the word embarrassing uh was perplexing. So this game was a wash. There's nothing to get to, but You know, as we look ahead, now we know the Jets are officially eliminated. And we do get to hear from Aaron Rodgers yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, as always. And, you know, he hinted at wanting to be here for perhaps another two years. He kind of alluded to maybe this year being a wash. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, and I like another thing he said, where he said, you know, we don't have to rebuild here. We have to reload. And I think I believe that because we talk about this all the time when we say, well, how how was Aaron Rodgers going to make this team a contender? Well, aren't we expecting to draft a couple of linemen? Aren't we expecting like to maybe even bring in someone of the elk of like a Devontae Adams? So this season is a wash. That game was a wash. But I think since Rodgers has gotten here, he's done all the right things, said all the right things. And all he's, all he's done is really continue to give you hope, whether it's miraculous recovery time saying all the right things every Tuesday, every time he meets with the media. So I just think, you just hold out hope that all this stuff is still going to work out the hackage stuff, you know, that the jets will be able to fix this line, that the jets, you know, that they can use some of those guys, the Al Lazards and some of those guys that haven't panned out at all. So I guess it's a blessing that uh, the jets are no longer in contention. If they had won a couple of those games that they could have, you know, maybe we would have seen Aaron Rodgers behind a line like this, this season. And that just wasn't, it wasn't ever going to work.
0: Yeah. And, I I think there's a couple of things there that you said that I I think definitely I want to key in on. And a lot of the, you know, you spoke about Miami, Miami sports radio. I can't really speak for that. But for New York sports radio, a lot of the conversations seem to be like, oh, you know, how do you expect Aaron Rodgers to, to come back and and play with this team and automatically be contenders? And people aren't like really understanding that. You know, you're right. You can add people via free agency. You're going to have a high draft pick. You're going to have you You are the Jets already went into this season or we're going to go into this offseason, regardless of their record with a, a, a boatload of draft capital to to move up, to make a move, to make a trade. There's things you can do. I'll ask you this you know, you mentioned Alan Lazard. We, we know we've been kind of, I mean, every Jet fan rightfully so has been very critical of Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb and the, and even Nathaniel Hackett to kind of uh, complete the Aaron Rodgers package per se, but does it worry you that Rodgers might have too much say here? And, and maybe that results in him bringing in or him uh, lobbying for the wrong free agents and the wrong acquisitions in this off Does that kind of, slip your mind because to me it kind of does I I think it has
1: to because we've seen how this year has played out but like when you really look at where this thing is going to go I think you and I can both agree that really the Jets only choice here and what they're ultimately going to do is they're going to have to run this back you know I don't know that they're going to question coaches who didn't get to coach Aaron Rodgers this season like they were supposed to um I don't think people are going to come down on maybe the couple of free agents that Aaron Rodgers wanted, even though they haven't performed. I just think that you're going to have to say, all right, well, we're going to have to run this back and do it the right way. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers is like, you know, bringing down the Jets personnel-wise or anything like that. I think we've seen him bring in players who have been complimentary in the past. Um, What does worry me, though, is – We went into this year thinking that with just, and I know there's been injuries. I know AVT has been out. Um, I I get all that. But we still went into this season putting Aaron Rodgers behind that line and having higher expectations than we should have. Because I still think even with Rodgers in this offense, it could be night and day, and it's still not going to be good enough. It still wasn't going to be as good as we thought it was going to be. So it worries me a little bit. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers is really pulling the strings personnel wise. I think that the Jets just brought
0: in some guys to help him feel comfortable. I, I I'm going to disagree with you. I think it is it's gotten quite concerning that the people not only I don't want to say from like the top down because I don't think you know the front office. I don't I don't know how much Salah has to do with this, but I think I think Rodgers they they kind of pushed Rodgers to like this forefront of of calling shots that I don't know why that would stop and I think that and and again Lazard Cobb obviously two swings and misses I think does Randall Cobb have one catch for one touchdown this year I, no, I, but, I would... but but Randall
1: Cobb has one catch and one touchdown yeah I don't know how many
0: <laughs> catches he has one touchdown
1: but I, I really don't think that those players are like end of the world type of players like you weren't going into the season thinking oh that should be your wide out two and wide out three anyway
0: you're right but I I think that like is Rodgers gonna let me let me rephrase Do, does what what's the difference in Rodgers' mentality and the Jets mentality in terms of the offseason why would that why would it change from last year? going into this this upcoming year?
1: Well, just because of how bad it's looked. I I think we all, you know, you and me included, really expected this thing to work out better, even if we did have Aaron Rodgers. And like I just kind of laid out, I really don't think Aaron Rodgers would have been enough to kind of flip this roster around. I mean, we both liked the the Dalvin Cook signing at the time. I mean, that, that wound up to be a nothing burger too, and I'm not sure Rodgers
0: was behind the scenes on that one. No, but I think that having Rodgers definitely and this might sound very obvious but it, it's concerning to me because i think that having rodgers kind of sways you, you know i think about like i can really put it in really baseball perspective right like we spoke we speak about the mets and how the mets are you know so and so not competing next year per se but for for the jets like are the jets going to be looking at free agents that are only going to help them next year or will the jets entertain guys that will help them post Aaron Rodgers and look I understand Rodgers says he wants to play more than just next year and and he just said it even yesterday that he plans on next year not being his last year but what concerns me is is Rodgers and or is Rodgers slash are the Jets doing this to ensure Rodgers tenure or are they doing this to ensure the longevity of the Jets and that's where it's a little concerning to me
1: but well, once they made the Aaron Rodgers move, I feel like right then and there, they kind of already put their eggs in that one basket of like, OK, well, this is our window. You know, the Aaron Rodgers window is our window. So, yeah, I'm not going to disagree. I think there's there's a chance they're going to go into this year, um, you know, looking to just sort of live up to the potential of Aaron Rodgers being here. That could totally be all it is. And I just feel like they've already gone down that path. Like, we're not going to see the Jets draft a quarterback.
0: You know what I'm saying?
1: Whereas in another scenario, they
0: might. That's I think that's very unfortunate, though, because and look, the Jets, I don't think are going to have uh, right now. I believe they have what, like the sixth or seventh pick or something, something around that that ballpark. Yeah, they keep but, improving it. We'll see where they wind up. They, yeah, they if we've we've seen how they've dealt with uh, improving their pick late in the season in recent years. But, but they won't they won't be stopped. Yeah, they're going to win out if the, the way we know the Jets. Yeah. Um. But what I'm trying to say is like. Are the Jets? It, it, let's just say, I think, I think obviously you and I can agree. A, a lot of Jet fans probably agree. Aaron Rodgers will probably agree that the the target acquisition this offseason has got to be Devontae Adams, right? A- yeah, in I'm, terms I'm hoping.
1: Of, yeah, I'm hoping that's already a discussion that's being had.
0: You, correct. But, you know, if, if, if they find themselves in a place where, you know, let's just say, you know, a guy like Marvin Harrison falls to them and falls in their lap are they going to bypass a decision like that because Rodgers wants Devontae Adams or I'll even take another, another step. Uh, another guy, Bakhtiari, who I believe he's still on the the Packers as of right now, but would the jets forego drafting a lineman that they could have for the next seven years to just get Bakhtiari in here to, to make Rodgers happy. Well, I,
1: I think there's give
0: and take. Like,
1: I'm not sure that this is like a, oh my goodness, we have to cater to our Rodgers every demand. I think that they want to help him out, you know, as much as they can. But I I think there's give and take. I think that these are conversations that Aaron Rodgers and the Jets brass have together. I'm not sure that it's just a, oh my God, you know, let's make sure Aaron Rodgers is happy sort of thing. Uh,
0: To me, I I just see it differently because I I think it is. I I really do. And I think that if, if Rodgers wasn't here, and this might sound obvious, but I don't think Randall Cobb is an option. I don't think Alan Lazard would have been an option. I don't even think uh Dalvin Cook would have been an option uh not even just for let's just I'm not even saying you know looking at it as Rodgers or Zach Wilson being the quarterback going into this year but if they sign like let's just say they signed Derek Carr I don't think they signed Lazard I don't think they signed Cobb I think they they, they make decisions way differently with someone else in the building and I, I'm not going to rip Aaron Rodgers for this yet because uh, until the Rodgers tenure is done Again, he they get to the AFC Championship miraculously next year, retain all their draft capital, bring in Rodgers guys. I'm going to look like I have egg on my face. But as of right now, we're a long ways off from that, considering where what the record is and how the team is constructed. Uh, I'm nervous. Uh, I I'm very skeptical of going into this offseason. If they don't get Devontae Adams and and use and get a, an absolute gem of a draft pick. I'm very, very nervous. Very.
1: Yeah. I And I think that's fair. I just kind of, I think this is an easy fix an easy reload. And I think that they know what they have to do. And I think it's draft a bunch of linemen and bring in a couple more weapons. And I expect the jets to do that, you know, whether it's Devante or Marvin Harrison, whether it's, you know, Bakhtiari or a stud offensive lineman, it doesn't really matter to me. I just, I want to see, a competitive contending football team while Aaron Rodgers is here, because that's, that's really the only force that I have. I can't really think beyond that right now.
0: Yeah. And and it's, again, it's almost like it's some, always an interesting feeling. I feel like saying always in this, in this way is even interesting because we are just so used to seeing football in December being meaningless almost. And, you know, to say you're watching for the future. I mean, you, you know, it, it was interesting yesterday that Rodgers, when he was was talking about you know some of the quote unquote pieces that uh, were here, he mentioned like three or four guys that were like, yeah, these guys are really good, and then kind of just said, just kept it moving. Like he was like, yeah, Breesall is good, Garrett Wilson's good, and yeah, we have we have some nice pieces. Like I think Aaron Rodgers acknowledges that there's a lot of groundwork to be done here, and it's kind of bold of him to assume that he, he's just going to be able to come in and and play his style of football with these pieces and I, I don't know um i don't have good foresight on the jets whatsoever i really don't and, and yeah, honestly i, I think, so. I think there, uh, maybe i have aaron Rodgers fatigue uh maybe that's that's the right way to put it but uh, i i think I, I hear him talk i hear the things he says and it almost comes off as just a lot of hoorah to me
1: yeah, I know what you mean, and I and I get it, but I, I do think Aaron Rodgers fatigue or maybe a hangover this season is the right way to put it. Because honestly, if we're halfway through this off and you know the Devontae Adams news breaks, and we know that we just got two you know formidable uh, offensive linemen in the draft, I think we're right back to being
0: excited. I mean, yeah, but uh, I mean, I was I was excited. I was we were, we just kind of said we were both excited when we got Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I'm not saying you know Devon. I can foresee Devontae Adams having a you know a, a complete fall off like Dalvin Cook had. Well, you know what? if it, if it was gonna
1: happen anywhere, it, it'll happen with the Jets.
0: Correct. That should be the that should be the 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 team slogan perhaps. Yep. Um, anything else about about the Jets that you wanted to hit on real quick, or can we move over to no. talk a little bit of Giants and then no, we can no, get no, into some nothing more? To, nothing to hit no, on. I mean, they
1: scored six honestly.
0: Yeah, Let, Jets score a point challenge. Um, the Giants. Uh, they have all the hype coming into this week or this past week. They, I took them rightfully so. I was high on them. Even I thought, I thought even in the first half, right? I think of the first half score was like seven six, uh, or something like that. And I thought the Giants, uh, they showed a little bit of fight, and, and they definitely showed a uh, that they belonged in that game. And then, you know, third quarter comes around. Saints put up ten unanswered, then seven, uh, seven unanswered in the fourth. And at the end of this game, it's 24 6. It doesn't look like a game. Tommy DeVito is limping around. Uh the you end up having uh, no offense whatsoever in this in the in the Saints game. And I kind of put the Giants back in their place. And I'm scared that you know the Giants were rolling. Uh the DeVito stuff was slash is cool, especially if you're from the area and it's it's always cool to see like a, a hometown kid sort of and root for him. I'm I'm concerned that this is the the flame is out.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. And I feel like this game kind of showed you a semblance of the Jets where, I mean, we watched Tommy DeVito get hit a million times. He took seven sacks. It's hard to get anything going when that's happening, and that's kind of been the story of the Jet offense. And, you know, now we see it here with the Giants. Um, I mean, is Tommy DeVito going to play next week? Is he all right?
0: Yeah, I mean, all signs say that he, he is going to play. Um, I think even after the game, he, he said or the Giants said that he was gonna. They were committing to him to be the starter next week, uh, meaning the an Eagles game. Yeah, but man, I'll tell you this: if there was a blowout spot to be had, and I don't want, I don't want to like look too much ahead into the into the next week, but an angry Eagles team after being coming off three straight losses on uh on Christmas Day in in Philly, that sounds like you know. Putting you in your place, embarrassing territory to me. Does it not? Yeah, that that's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, and look, not let's let's talk Eagles now that we're kind of we're talking about the the Giants a little bit, kind of always tied together. What's going on with the Eagles? They uh, they they start the season. Everyone said, are they going to run the table? Are the, you know, they I'm not run the table, but are they going to to win out? Obviously, the Jets kind of were the thorn in the side, but um, they find themselves at ten and four now now the division is is totally in question really i mean they, they they're they're going to they they've already locked up the playoffs per se but i mean i think if you're the eagles and especially for the cowboys who seem to be just home home uh field dogs uh you if you're the eagles you don't want to go to dallas you want to play dallas in philly
1: well if i asked you what's going on with them what would you say is it lazy to point at Jalen Hurts and assume injury because he doesn't look like the same guy R- going on three weeks. It was easy when they lost two marquee matchups in a row to just say, well, those are great teams. You're not going to win them all. Uh, but then you lose in Seattle. It's kind of a whole nother story.
0: I, I think that they it's almost a case of getting almost like too high in yourself. I feel like if you look at their schedule, really, they, they play a really tough game against the Bills that was, uh, you know, ultimately just Looking looking back on it, that was I think the Bills are gonna look back at that game and they're gonna they're gonna say, like, wow, we really should have had that one. Um, but they that was a really just tough grinded out game. And yeah. then they they the Eagles the next week play the 49ers and have an absolute reality check. They get smoked 42 19. And I almost think it's a case of like, you know, they they came out and they were they were just instantly better than everyone else. Like their talent is amazing. I was so high on their defense. And now I watch them and it's almost like they they play to their opponent always. And that's a very tough place to be. Uh, especially when you have guys like like the Cowboys, like the uh like the 49ers in your division, that you know, any given Sunday, any of these teams, if you play to their level, they can have one of their playmakers make a play. I mean, look, look what just happened in the Seahawks game uh this past Monday. That was an unbelievable game that Drew Locke, not obviously not this the Seahawks playmaker, but If you let an NFL quarterback who has, you know, quote unquote, has that dog in him hang until the very end, they're going to sometimes they're going to make an unbelievable play. And that's kind of where the Eagles, I feel like, find themselves where they kind of just teeter on this like weird area of like they'll play dominant football for a quarter and then they'll just they'll be like, all right, you know, we can play dominant football. Now, let's let's just see what else we can do. And then while they're doing that, the other team is just, you know, slowly, slowly keeping stride with them. And then the fourth quarter, it's like, oh shit, we're down by three. Yeah. And I feel like that happens. look, maybe that's just more so for the 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 Seattle game, because look, they the Eagles got blown out by the Cowboys, blown out by the 49ers. Their defense gives up 34 points in a in a albeit a winning effort to the Bills. I mean, they're this the defense I think is is more in question uh, or more of a concern to me than Jalen Hurts because I think Jalen Hurts Look, I I watched the offense and the the problem with the Seahawks game, specifically for the Eagles, was was nothing to do with what the Eagles were doing. If you remember correctly, the on in the fourth quarter of that game on that drive, they needed 12 yards to get a field goal from Jake Elliott to tie that game. Twelve, I think. It was like well, you know, to reach his like max uh distance or whatever. And it was just a strange play call that. I don't know if, if Jalen Hurts read it wrong or or maybe the just the the play call was wrong. I don't know who really to blame for that one, but I just thought that the Eagles kind of, they just, for lack of a better term, they just play around too much.
1: Yeah, but I, I also, the reason I, I point toward the offense is that I never really was that high on the Eagle defense. I mean, this is a team that gave up 20 to the Jets, which is like giving up 100 to any other team. Uh, the Commanders dropped 31 on them twice. I just feel like when when they can't get into a shootout and beat you that way, then they're in trouble.
0: Yeah. And I think that, that obviously showed here against, against the Seahawks and you might be right. I look at this defense and again, I think the lo- the loss of Darius Slay is going to be, and obviously proved in just this one Seahawks game to be massive for this, uh, a massive loss for the uh, Eagles defense. But, I don't know. I'm still high on them. I still think they're they're uber talented. And then looking at their schedule, they get the Giants at home, then they get the Cardinals at home, and then they have to go Week 18 uh, to MetLife to play the Giants, which uh, if you look at Week 18 for the Cowboys, they both have the same record. Eagles still with the, with the tiebreaker. But Cowboys-Dolphins this week, that puts all the more import on the Cowboys to win this game because if the Cowboys lose this game... Yeah, it looks like Philly's going to win out. You got to assume, yeah, you have to assume Philly's going to win out. The Cowboys have the Dolphins this week, then they get the Lions at home, and then they get to go to Washington to play the Commanders Week 18. Even if they, you know, even if the Cowboys win against the Dolphins, win against the Lions, what's been their kryptonite? Going on the road. And if they have to go on the road Week 18 and win a game that, that has to win them the, uh, they have to win to get a, to win the East or win to get home field advantage, I don't know how much I, I would be trusting them to do that at this point. Yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely some interesting conversation there for for the NFC. Um, I mean, l- l- since we're on, I guess playoff talk. Forty Nine ers are the best team in the in football, correct? Yes. Okay. Who give me your your second best team in football in your opinion? I guess you probably have to say Baltimore at this juncture. I uh, I believe so as well, and, and it's it's interesting because I I've been the loss of Mark Andrews for that offense ha- has obviously been changed the offense a little bit. And Lamar Jackson, I think we're, we're going to get into the MVP conversation, I guess, right after this. Uh, I, we, I, I kind of want to get your top five here of your top five teams in, in football right now, but uh, we'll get into the MB, MVP conversation, but I'll say this, if Lamar keeps up what he's been doing and keeps up the, this, the caliber of play and just, the defense is amazing for the Ravens for sure. But I mean, Lamar Jackson, you watch some of these plays that he makes. Oh my God. I know you're an Isaiah likely fan. Cause you have been fantasy, but did you Mark see Andrews, that Isaiah Likely play? Yeah. Yes. I mean, he makes guys that look, Isaiah likely might, might be a good tight end, might be a good NFL player, but he's no Mark Andrews, but for sure, doesn't look like they're, they're missing him so, so much when, when Lamar Jackson is back there, just, running around and flinging it down the field 30 yards and and throwing jump balls up to Isaiah likely that are these dazzling plays that you, you, it leaves it has to leave defensive coordinators frustrated yeah yeah and, and and I think the biggest game of the year and I think the biggest test and the the reason why I bring up uh you know the the Ravens and the 49ers first obviously I think they're almost consensus the the one and two 49ers hosting the Ravens this week 49ers are minus five and a half um I you got to take the 49ers right
1: yeah that's gonna be a really nice nightcap on christmas day to wash the bad taste out of your mouth of that giants eagles uh, massacre at 4 30
0: and then and then don't forget about the uh everyone's favorite raiders chiefs
1: yeah yeah i, I don't want to give my lean on this yet until we we you know
0: actually go around okay you are fair all right so then Give me your So if we agree that one and two are the 49ers and the uh, Ravens, who would you say is three?
1: It's tough because you're kind of you're looking at this as like a power ranking, right? So it's really a right now thing, which makes it tough for me to say Philadelphia, which I would have a couple weeks ago. So what mm-hmm. I'm going to do is I'm going to put Buffalo at the three there.
0: Wow. See, all right. So now this is where we're going to disagree. And I'll say this. Buffalo is surging, right? it's tough for me to put someone in a power ranking that high that doesn't really control their own destiny. That's fair. I I guess it's just more of who, who I trust more right now. Sure. But I think, you know, if you're going to, would you, you're going to put the bills three and then when they lose to the dolphins in week 18 and don't make the playoffs, you're going to, you're going to take it on the chin. Well, that's what the Eagles have been doing lately. You're right. But I still, but what the Eagles have and the, the Bills don't is that they've they're in the playoffs already, no matter how, which way you slice it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I, the, the Bills kind of put their foot down on the Eagles a couple weeks ago already. I would expect them to to do it again. It's really just a, a confidence meter thing for me. I still think they're close. I mean, Philly's still going to be at my four and then I'd have Miami in my five.
0: I, I think personally, I think I, I'd probably go, I, I, I think this, I think if, if or Dallas, Dallas. Yeah, if Dallas can maintain the one seed in the NFC East, um, and they can ultimately maintain, uh, you know, being I guess the, the two seed in the NFC, I I'm not really going to worry too much about you know they're you know having to go and play on the road because the only team that they're going to have to go play on the road is in San Francisco. So if you want to if you want to buy into the storyline of you know Dallas can't play on uh uh you know in cold weather they can't play in philly they can't play in buffalo they can't play in detroit i mean i get it's a dome in detroit but you know you understand what i'm saying but against the 49ers to me that's as much of an even quote-unquote playing field as you're going to get so uh it's tough for me to not have dallas there that's kind of how i'm saying and then if you if, if you think that Dak is the mvp I'm not saying I do, but if you think Dak is the MVP, I'm I'm taking my chances with them at three. Um, at four, uh, I I think I'm still going Philly. They lost three straight, but look, a few weeks ago the 49ers lost like two straight as well, and, and no one really said anything. Uh, it it kind of went undersung. Uh, they had a couple bad losses, and then what did they do? They bounced back, and now everyone says that they're the consensus number one team. So could the could the Eagles go and win three straight? Rolling into the playoffs, and, and could we say that you know we were just they just had a tough spell and kind of was overlooking a bunch of guys, sure. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna go with them there, and then that's what I'm expecting to happen, by the way, too. Me, me too. I feel like, um, and then, and then other than that, I I think the the Dolphins and the Lions are very very interesting. The the Dolphins just scream fraud to me. Like I would. I think that them playing any of these AFC playoff teams they play the Chiefs and I think they get smoked. I don't think
1: so. Really. The, the Chiefs are are on you know outside looking in
0: uh, on my top 5 or 6 right now. So I was so I was going to say I'm putting the Chiefs 5 only because of yeah what well,
1: well, yeah that's what I'm saying like outside of
0: that there's really no other reason to trust them. That there, there isn't but I I think that there there's been definitely some uh i mean Travis Kelsey has obviously taken a step back uh they the Rashid rice has emerged as, as i guess their lone weapon there but i don't know the chiefs is always they they scream of a team that just always seems to find a way and i think that you know you, you look at you look at a team like they, they don't really other than the fact that they're you know we're, we're looking at the chiefs and oh my god how disappointing they are they're 9 and 5 like they're so disappointing that they're nine and five. They're going to play the Raiders this week. They'll get to ten and five. They end the season with the Chargers. That's eleven wins. Then they get the Bengals at home. They're going to be twelve and five. We're going to be talking about how disappointing, quote unquote, the Chiefs were.
1: And I still think it would be disappointing. We've seen them not beat
0: good teams. Yeah, but I I I think it's Mahomes to me like screams just that uh, that that he has that extra thing. I don't know I don't really have a better way to put it but for the playoffs he just has the uh, I'll put my money on Mahomes over majority of teams in the playoffs any day of the week I I really will until until I don't see it yep so um as it'll be interesting there's a lot of a lot of interesting football a lot of interesting scenarios still be played um real quick Maybe not real quick if you if you really want to break well, it down. Let's, but let's
1: let's do this because we we wanted to and this is something we talked about all day yesterday. Uh we just went over our power rankings. We had the Niners in the one, the Ravens in the two, both teams with viable MVP candidates. Um coming off of this past week, it looks like Brock Purdy may be the front runner to win MVP. Where do you stand on that? It just feels off to me. It just feels odd. It feels like then just make a quarterback award then.
0: So as of right now he's the minus 200 favorite to win the MVP and I'll say this uh, not only do I not think Brock Purdy is the MVP I think that this uh, I I honestly would put Christian McCaffrey as the MVP above Brock Purdy personally as do. crazy as crazy as that might and, sound And by so. the way Brock Purdy agrees also Yeah and I think I think a lot of people in the 49ers agree I mean this guy Christian McCaffrey he's he's a lot he, he's just from a betting perspective he's like minus 400 to score every week. Like he's a lock to score almost every week. But let me put it this way. If the Ravens go into San Francisco and beat the 49ers, Lamar Jackson's the MVP has to be,
1: I guess. How is he not? It's too much of this. These like like, games go down in, in just strange fashions.
0: I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave the MVP award up to that game. That's, that's fine. But, let me let me let me paint out the way I think about this. Brock Purdy, right? The the I want not say a knock on him, but he's always been labeled as like a game manager, a point guard per se, like a a Chris Paul type, where he's just got all these just absolute weapons around him, right? He's got the Debo Samuel, George Kittle, IU, Chris McCaffrey, who also he has he has another very viable MVP candidate in the same backfield as him. Right. Yep. And I don't want to say that you should be knocked for the talent that's on your team. But then you look at the other side of the ball. Lamar Jackson has he has been doing this, albeit a great defense. The 49ers have a great defense, too. But Lamar Jackson, between his legs, his arm is uh, just is the the ball dominance and just absolute dominance of of really everyone that they kind of play uh I think it's way more impressive. And I think Lamar Jackson is way more, I don't want to say valuable. It might not be the right word, but I think Lamar Jackson has done very similar with a lot, a lot less. And I think to me that if he can go into San Francisco and beat the 49ers, who are the consensus number one team, I really don't know how you don't give the guy the award. I really don't.
1: There's not enough eye tests when we do the MVP stuff. I, I just feel like if, if you watch and watch every snap of Brock Purdy, Lamar Jackson, I, I just don't see how there's any way you could just look at the stat line and say, Oh yeah, Brock Purdy, that's my MVP. It just, I, I don't want to take anything away from him. it. Just, it feels strange to
0: me. It, but I think, I think the reason it feels strange is because it's almost like, like, I guess it, I don't want to compare it to like, you know, the, the Miami heat big three and that's obviously a different sport, but like, like yeah obviously the best play the the guy who's got the ball most of the time in that offense is going to do amazing things when there's amazing players around him. Obviously. Yeah. And it it's maybe maybe it's not weird per se but maybe it's just it's just like almost like too obvious where all right you're you're right. Like do you just give it to the the quarterback on the best team every single year? That seems a bit ridiculous to me. Yeah.
1: But at the same time do we think that like there's a scenario where you know Sam Darnold takes this offense over Week One and and then he's the MVP front runner. So or do no. we think that Brock Purdy adds enough to where it's fair and he's earned that sort of right to be up there?
0: Uh, uh, let me phrase it this way: I don't think it's that he does enough. And Brock Purdy, I just I think that he there's things that he doesn't do like in terms of turning the ball over, taking crazy risks making the game look easy. He does, he does things that he just does everything so correct and he doesn't do anything that's incorrect. And in that offense, that's all you need. So it's like, whereas Lamar Jackson, they, it's such a totally different play style and such a totally different scenario where both have elite defenses, but the, at, in terms of the, the weapons and the, the schemes and whatnot, I mean, Lamar Jackson's doing this with just a mishmash of guys. They just have to change the name of the –
1: because, like, take the, the definition of value um, at face value. I mean, who's who's in worse shape if they lose their quarterback, the Ravens or the Niners?
0: Easily the Ravens.
1: Right. And and I get that we saw what happened last year when Purdy went down and, and they couldn't move the ball. I get that. But that's also, like, a last-second kind of thing in a playoff game. Um, If Lamar Jackson goes down, I think their season is over.
0: Oh, a hundred percent it is. And look for for the sake of the NFL, I, I really wish the the best of health to Lamar Jackson. Obviously, he's had uh, you know multiple injuries going uh, in multiple injuries in his history. So I, for the sake of football, and the sake of the Ravens, and the sake of I guess the rest of this season, selfishly, I would I need to see Lamar Jackson hundred percent healthy in the playoffs, hundred percent you know on his game in the playoffs. And I really don't want to see anything like fluky being taken away from what could be i mean a a, a 49ers raven super bowl would be unbelievable no
1: well yeah i mean we're getting it this week so we'll see
0: yeah and very very well could be so um again don't want to don't want to lean our hands but uh we've decided that we're only going to do one episode this week because of the the, the putridness if that's even a word uh of both local teams that they were not deserved of a whole breakdown episode. So we will have your, our, our picks uh, for this upcoming week on this episode right now. Um, Low score update real quick. It's getting late early for me. Um, McFeely with a, another sweep. God just can't be stopped no matter what state nope. he's in. Um, he is uh, 29 and one with 33 points. I am eighteen and thirteen with twenty eight points. Oh wait, wait! You said you said I'm, I'm twenty nine and one. That that can't be the record. So twenty nine and okay. one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Twenty nine one. Don't get too ahead of yourself. Yeah. But uh, so uh, you have your picks.
1: Uh yeah, but since you know you're in my rear view, I'm gonna have you go first.
0: All right. Uh, so I I've decided that i know in our pre-show i said that i i I thought about taking a an underdog uh almost just mathematically i'm gonna play it safe this week and i'm gonna play for the last two weeks and hope that and bank on you uh uh regressing to the mean per se
1: take green bay and move on
0: no 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 i I have a better one i'm gonna my first one i'm getting it done on thursday night i i love the rams i think the rams are playing great football we we kind of we spoke them up in the beginning of the season. They slid a little bit, had some injuries. I think Cooper Cup looks 100% healthy. Uh, and I think that Matt Stafford is – the Rams are a dark horse here. I think that if they if they can sneak into the playoffs somehow, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that will not want to play the Rams. And I think that getting them at minus four against a Saints team that – look, they beat up on the Giants at home. they got to go a short week on the road to play the Rams. I'm taking the Rams minus four. I think it's a great pick. That's my two-point play.
1: Yeah, the Rams are kind of like the flagship team of the program until the Jets or Giants want to become relevant
0: again. We're big Stafford, guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we are.
0: Um, I'm going to go
1: to Monday night. Um, I- I've I've kind of been picking the big primetime games lately. I'm a showman. Um, and I am going to take the 49ers minus five and a half. Um I, I'm interested to see. I don't know if it's going to be one of your picks or just to see how you hit it when we go around the league because I have a feeling that you might be leaning Ravens. Uh, I like the 49ers there. I, I think they can't be stopped. They rise to the big occasions. And until they don't, um, I'm going to
0: keep riding with San Francisco. That's going to be my one-point play. All right. Interesting. I, I, you know, I, I thought about the Ravens. I just think it's five is such an interesting number because, like, to me, that this is a – this is either going to be the Ravens win or the the 49ers are just the best team in football. And they, they blow, they just blow the doors off the Ravens to me. Mm -hmm. I I don't see this being a, like a, you know, the the 49ers win by like a field goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm going to veer off to that, but for my one point play, I'm going to take a a page out of your book from last week. Um, You're giving me the chiefs at home against the, 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 against the Raiders in a in a week where I don't want to say that the Chiefs need it, but they could punch their ticket to the playoffs in this. Not saying that they aren't going to get to the playoffs, but they could really solidify themselves into the playoffs this week at home against a feeble Raiders team that Antonio Pierce football seems to have faded off. Big number with 10, but you know, I, I think they 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 handled this Raiders team and uh I think they get out with a with a con- very convincing win. I'll take the Chiefs minus 10 there for my one point play.
1: All right. For my two point play, I was really heavily considering the bears going into Arizona uh, until I stumbled upon this gem happening in our own backyard. The jets are home getting three to the commanders. I know, unfortunately, Sam Howell will be playing. Um, I don't know, if you, you remember our last episode, when I kind of just said, how are you going to get Terry McLaurin going? They made the switch at quarterback. He looks like a top 10 receiver again. And Oh, by the way, we're going back to Sam Howell. Um, given that i don't really care who's playing quarterback i don't think the jets are hanging with anyone and if you're telling me that they're getting 3 points um then yeah i like uh, the commanders
0: what a bad guy yep i'm going to tell rogers you said that that's fine so officially you are on the 49ers minus 5 and the commanders plus 3 you said yes what a you don't you don't get again you're locked in right now so you're not changing this but you don't get sussed out by that number
1: No, I'm just, what I'm doing right now is I'm on such a roll that uh, it doesn't matter what I pick. Whatever I touch, it turns to
0: gold. Interesting.
1: Maybe you should- What what happened last episode? How many times? Oh, you don't get sussed up? That's such a big number. They're on the road. That's such a bang, sweep, bang, sweep. It's all I do.
0: You're you're right. Look, you are in first place, my friend. So you can can tell me, you should be telling me, you know, oh, are you sure about that pick? Are you sure about that pick? Not the (laughs) other way around.
1: No, I, I need you to keep doing what you're doing
0: yeah i definitely will um uh, honestly uh, i'm uh, just looking at the, the math right now if you, if i if i sweep this week and and you get swept proverbially um let's see 31 33 that will be in for an interesting interesting end because i'll be two points down uh i'm i'm hoping right now i'm wishing upon a star to say the least All right. yeah but, i mean um, I, I there's a part of me that hopes for the same yeah, well, and and look, speaking of wishing upon a star, you're playing me in fantasy this week, semifinals yeah. for the championship, uh, going against the go to fantasy. You have any words? You are, no, you. Ah, are. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, you are. Yeah. Um. Hey, listen, I mean, good luck to you. I'm happy that I
1: got here. Really, my my Super Bowl was to get in, and then um, you know, I rise to the occasion. The first week of playoffs, I I have the the best week I've had all season. So. Any part of you that's nervous, or are you going to keep the facade that you're just you're the go, you're not going
0: to be touched, whatever? Let me put it this way: I got a new phone yesterday.
1: And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I got it. All right,
0: we'll see. I haven't, we'll see. I haven't even looked at the app yet. So you're, yeah, all right. But so that, uh, which isn't true? Not, I've, I've watched you fix the lineup, All right, not me. It was maybe even one of my assistants.
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah.
0: Uh, uh, best of luck to you. You um, well. I, have I've mercifully made it through this podcast with, uh, with, I guess, uh, proverbially a, a sandpaper throat and, uh, a nose that, uh, seems to be just running away to, to say the least. And, uh, Better we'll uh catch I, it. I, yeah. And, uh, you're gonna have to end up, end up catching me in fancy. So, uh, and, how about this? Let's put it this way. I will be very, will you be happier flopping on the pick segment? and beating me in fantasy or beating me in fantasy or losing in fantasy and beating me in the pick segment.
1: No, I, I, the former, I want to win the fantasy matchup really badly. Wow.
0: Cause 'cause I'm a shit talker. That's why.
1: Yeah. It's it becomes too much. Like, I don't know. (laughs) And then just me, me knocking you down after all this talk about having been on vacation for so many weeks and securing (laughs) the buy. It just, it would feel nice. And then, you know, just, just don't choke. Don't choke against, you know, the uh, proverbial playoff choker, succeed.
0: Don't choke. I'll, I'll, I'll root for you if you beat me. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. And we need to add to the, we've done this fantasy league for like what, 10 plus years now. And there's been like three winners it's getting stale. I, I've never won. Yeah. Thanks. I just, I just need to hear you say that to wrap up the episode. Yeah. Um. But all right. Uh. Thank you all for listening. Uh, not even to say go Jets, not even to say go Giants, because they uh, kind of meaningless now, but. it's uh, in action tonight. Knicks are in action tonight. We'll definitely, I'm going to have Brandon on uh, whenever I'm back to 100% to kind of give some more full scope NBA talk. I uh, like to have some benchmark talk there. There's definitely some interesting uh, talking points around the league. So look for that next week. Huge fantasy matchup and the, the ultimate results of that. And it, hopefully we'll have some Yamamoto news because it seems like this guy just keeps pushing it back and getting free dinners left and right. So thank you all for listening and peace out.